every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On. Checking in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Um, our, our friend Sven, we're trying to, to match Gordon up with an NFL franchise that best personifies Gordon Monson. Our boy, uh, our boy Sven. <laughs> Should I read this one or no? Yeah, okay. Uh, Sven says, Gordon should jump on the Patriots bandwagon. Most of the fans are already bandwagon fans. He grumbles and mumbles like Belichick. And like Bob Bob Kraft, he has loads of money, drives a nice car, and is a little bit of a pervert. Wow. (laughs) I am not a pervert. I beg your pardon. Not to that level. (laughs) Certainly not to that level. What you know? This is where sometimes when we do this little shtick on radio, people start thinking that that's the way it really is. I, I just, uh, just not that. That's not the way it really is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Austin. Let's not fan the flames, please. I, I, I swear I meant to hit that button. Yeah, okay, you meant for the, the right Chester. Above, the right the Chester. Oh, again, Chester is not Gordon. That's not me. That's Gordon's alter ego. If you've seen that, uh, <laughs> me, myself, and Irene, it's kind of like that. He has no control, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, none, Chester. none whatsoever. <laughs> but I did think that was a pretty funny tweet from Sven, and I I think that's a strong argument to make uh, for the the Patriots. There's a lot of good parts of that outside of just the last one. <laughs> Uh, do, uh, okay. All right. I'm not going to go item by item, uh, but uh, yeah, I guess some of that stuff's true. You do have a, a little Belichick mumble grumble at times. You and Bob Kraft have a ton in common outside of that last There game. are. You know, is this. Uh, now, I, I, granted, I don't have a radio voice. Uh, that's that's something I have. But sometimes when I talk to my wife, she has no clue what I just said. No clue. Now, do you think that's because... So am I a mumbler and bumbler? Or is it just she's ignoring you? That could be. <laughs> You're going to have to tell you know, me that one. I bet you there are some classic conversations between husband and wife where neither one is listening to what's being said. And, well, and, we'll and see if it happens. I, 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 I don't... If you're the, I, my daughter lives in Minnesota. I wasn't mumbling there. Every word was completely clear. But the my, was, it was my, just in my, the wrong my, order. My, my brain might not have been completely clear, but the words were clear. Hmm. No. <laughs> I'm begging you. What do you do? Uh-oh. See, here's the problem. When you challenge Austin, you're going to lose. Yeah, you are. You're just going to lose. So don't even don't even go there. And unlike Lloyd, he has a decent filing system where he can find stuff. <laughs> He's the master. He's got it all right yeah, there. I, I just don't know how to not eat the popcorn. Uh, Lloyd's in the next room. That's why I said that because Austin can never find stuff. Lloyd that, that Lloyd puts in the system. Oh, oh okay. 
say maybe it's not that's some little thing. <laughs> I can't anymore. It's the the Patriots are, are like looking like more and more of a good match. No, because the Patriots are. Uh, Patriots don't perform like I just sounded. <laughs> well, I mean, I, maybe I would. I mean, if we were going to over that forty-five percent. <laughs> I swear Austin makes these things up. <laughs> I have not edited any of this. <laughs> I'm still thinking maybe, yeah, the, maybe the Dolphins <laughs> for Gordon. Or maybe the Jags. Why so? Uh, you know, Gardner Minshew is kind of a weird guy. You're going to really stick me with Jacksonville? And it's in warm weather. You know, Gordon just loves the warmth. See, I think we ought to make him cheer for the Texans after what he did to them several years ago, picking them to go to the Super Bowl, and they won, what, four games that year? Yeah, that was not a highlight. You and I've them. never really liked the Texans much ever since. Well, don't do that because I've got Deshaun Watson on the old fantasy team, so let's not let's not jinx anybody uh, here. All right, so I'm gonna kill Matt Schaub. I'm going to kill him. All right, yeah. so uh, what what NFL franchise word. best personifies the Gordon Monson? Uh, let us know. Maybe the Cardinals. Maybe the Cardinals just because the Cardinals never really amount to much. No, they're just they've got that soft persona of their head coach, you know. They're just they're a finesse team, and you love like that that Mike Leach finesse, throw it around, you know, Trixie type offense. Dude. I do, I do like that kind of football. But I got to admit, when you see a power game, when you see what BYU did to Navy, that is fun to watch. And there are an awful lot of coaches out there who still think that way. That's the way to win, and uh, you got to punch people in the mouth. And it's hard to argue with when it works. Is there more uh, a more Hollywood coach in the NFL than Kingsbury? Yeah, right. True. And kind Gordon of, loves himself some L.A. Yeah, and loves himself some Gordon, just like Cliff <laughs> Cliff loves himself now, some why, Cliff. Why, why you got to say that? You know that's not true, Jake, and our listeners will buy into that. That's not me. Come on. And did you see the palace that Cliff Kingsbury lives in during the, remember that, during the draft? Hmm. We're teasing Gordon. Come on, nobody's believing us. We're just teasing you. Hmm. You're only kind of like kinda... Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> <laughs> the worst parts, right? No, well, we no, do look no, alike, no. Right? Because I think the best parts of Cliff Kingsbury are that he's certainly not a good football coach. <laughs> you never liked him. You never thought he knew what he was doing. No, and I still don't. Although Kyler Murray was better last year than I thought he'd be. So maybe uh, maybe I'm way off on this because Kyler was pretty good. Yeah, the, the first half. But I expected it to be somewhat of a like Johnny Manziel-like disaster. Not necessarily because of Kyler, but because of Cliff. And it was, it was not that. They weren't great, but it wasn't that. That's true, yeah. It was better than garbage, yes. You know, speaking of Johnny Manziel, a guy who goes from being all that in college, going into the pros and didn't really do much and didn't have the right mindset to make it happen. But is there a player, are there very many players who have exceeded anything they did in college at the NFL level the way Patrick Mahomes has? 
Well, see, the, it brings us back to Cliff Kingsbury. When you have just yeah. a ridiculously bad head coach in college that can't win six games with the best player on the planet. <laughs> um, but let that me, is shocking, isn't it? Was he just not – I didn't watch him much at, uh, at Tech. Was, was he just not really uh, – did he just blossom? Well, Andy Reid thought he was a lot better than he showed in college. And how many other NFL franchises were like, oof, and backed off? Where'd he go in the draft? He was first round in the 20s, teens? Anyway, uh, there were uh, several quarterbacks, including, uh, what's his bears? Mitchell Trubisky. (laughs) What's his bears? uh, From a basketball school. That didn't exactly pan out, yeah. I remember when people were comparing Mitchell uh, to uh, Steve Young. Uh, that didn't work out really much, did it? Uh, negative. No, that uh, that was that was not good. First round pick ten was Mahomes, and I think there was one other quarterback uh, that uh, that went above him. Give me a second. Uh, wasn't it Deshaun Watson also yeah, went before yeah, yeah, him, right? Yep, yep, yep. Which he's been really great, so you can't fault him too much there. But uh, certainly Mitchell Trubisky, that didn't look so great. There's so other, other players, by the way, taken in front of uh, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Uh, Miles Garrett was number one. Uh, Trubisky, two. Solomon Thomas, uh, three to the Niners. Leonard Fournette, four to the Jags. Call you to release your fourth pick. Just outright release him this early. That's rough. Uh, Corey Davis uh, went to the Titans for Austin. Jamal Adams to the Jets at number six. Mike Williams, the wide receiver from Clemson, to the Chargers at seven. The Panthers took Christian McCaffrey at eight. John Ross, wide receiver from Washington, went to the Bengals at nine. And Patrick Mahomes at ten. Deshaun Watson, by the way, at 12. So if you were going to reshuffle that, Mahomes goes number one. Where's McCaffrey go? Two? Two? Three? Well, I don't know. Watson might be two. Yeah. He's been, I mean, maybe the playoff success hasn't followed with Watson quite yet, but it's not like Christian McCaffrey has uh, won a bunch of games in the playoffs. Well, but he's, you know, he's, people think he's awfully good. Garrett Bowles, by the way, went number 20 in that draft to the, uh, obviously, to the Denver Broncos. Garrett Bowles made it longer with the team that drafted him than uh, than Leonard Fournette. How about that? But were you a member of Fournette in college? He was he was fairly impressive. Yeah, I, he was, definitely. But he's, he's some evidence uh, as to why the running back is being devalued, I think, though. I mean, to to spend a, four, a number four pick and uh, eventually not trade him but outright release him this early into his career, that was the 2017 draft. Mm. So to be just released by 2020, that's that's interesting. Who is he, Jimmer for that? Well, Jimmer had a, a similar trajectory, I suppose. Mm. But he wasn't taken number four. And in the NFL draft, well, the NBA draft equally is important, I, I suppose. All right, let's get to what's going on. Uh, you mentioned BYU a little bit earlier. Um Braden, or excuse me, Bracken, El Bakri, was on with Hanson Scotty today, BYU defensive lineman. I thought this whole conversation was really, really good. If you want to hear the whole thing, go to 1280thezone.com, but we thought we'd uh, dig into this clip. What are your expectations for this year? I mean, you set the bar really high after game one. Is it 8 no? Oh, yeah. Yes. I And hopefully more than 8, right? Well, hopefully yeah, we get right. even more yeah. games. We, we want to play a full season and 
And I know Tom's really working hard to get us a full season, so I think you can hope for more than eight. So is that kind of where your mindset is? Like maybe there's some extra games tagged on to the back of it. Or has it been left open-ended like that by administration? Yeah, I think um, – and I can't speak for them because obviously I'm – you'll have to ask them themselves. But the feeling that I get is that we're going to play more than eight games hopefully and, and get a full schedule by the end of this thing. Wow. What, what is the, the feeling if, – if you guys did run the table, what's the feeling for the peak of, of, of accomplishment? Is it do – you even, do you even allow your brain to go there? Yeah, no. Uh, for me personally, no. I mean, it's the next game. Uh, Coach Tuiaki talks, talks a lot about getting your um, – staying even keel, not letting your highs be too high or your lows be too low, and just to be aware of that pride cycle, right? And the best way to do that is just to pay attention to the next game. Uh, recognize the strengths that the team we're about to play has. Um, and Army's a great team. They've got a lot of great strengths. And that's how I think that's how we're going to play it. And we're just not going to look at this as a from the grand scheme, but more of the next opponent, the next scheme, the next technique, the next step, the next play, the next tackle. Have you, uh, have you done a lot of film work on Army yet? Uh, and what do you see out of them? Yeah, we've, we've done some, and, and I've done some personally too. They're, I think they're, they're a really good football team. They have a big offensive line. They're really strong. Um, unlike Navy, Navy ran, runs a similar scheme, but Navy's scheme was a little bit more based on, hey, every once in a while we're going to break one of these and, and go for big yardage. Army's, Army's totally okay with chipping away at two and a half yards, three yards, two and a half yards. Their last game they had multiple 19 play drives where it's just chip, 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 and their double teams are really strong, really hard, really downhill. So we as the defensive line are going to need to play extra stout, extra strong, play together, uh, play into the double, and, and, and let the other guy make the tackle kind of a thing. I think this is probably one of the top five offensive line, lines in the country. And that's if every university was playing. It doesn't matter that there's only 70-plus. Um, how much has this offensive line made you better, Bracken, and, and made this defensive line better? Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those iron sharpens iron type of situations. Uh, in camp, you know, there's there's days where I'm like, man, you got me on that one, or there's a play where or I felt like I really got hit him or them, or I definitely feel like our our offensive line. And anytime we go play another offensive line, they're rarely as big as the guys as the guys we have, and rarely as strong. Um, and they never have the technique, and, and they never play as hard and as mean as as our guys do. So. It kind of makes it easy. When we went running out on the field on Navy, I looked across and I saw this guy who was half the size of Chandon, who I'm used to going <laughs> against, or whoever, you know. It, it really boosts your confidence when you're like, well, this guy, what, what are we talking about here? I've been going against these, a double team from from Clark and Brady, and now I got this. This, is, this isn't going to be nearly as bad. So it definitely oh. helps, helps both sides of the ball to have a strong line. Where's the rest of them? <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, where's the rest of you? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got you got some big boys across from me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we go. All right, there you go. Brackenell Brackery from Hanson Scotty. Um, a lot of ground cover there right there, Gordon. But uh, the big news in that clip to me, uh, the team, you know, Bracken representing the team, they're expecting some more games. He didn't want to speak for Tom Homo or whatever or guarantee anything, but that's, that's kind of how they're looking. I like it. Well, I mean, with a season like this, uh, with what BYU has been through, and the way they have thrown some of these games together, you think they might be able to throw a couple more in there? I mean, that that, that just makes some sense. 
So I thought it was interesting also what he said about learning learning by going up against that offensive line in the practice. Yeah. Uh, that's, then, then going up against Navy, and it's uh, it's a whole different matter there. But anyway, yeah, if BYU gets that kind of line play this year, based on the schedule, the opponents that they're going to face, there's going to be a whole lot of road grading going on. Yeah, there is. And you you hope, or I hope for BYU's sake, that they can find maybe a quality opponent somehow, some way. Um, you know, and I, I don't know how that would be, Gordon, but uh, if you could find a way to, to figure out how to get a P5 opponent or two, just so this, this team could measure itself a little bit. And I, I bring up the comparison, Gordon, because I know you uh, wrote about this back in the day, but, you know, was that 2000... And again, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing how good 2004 Utah is to this year's BYU team. Give me, you know, come along with me to get my point here for a second. But yeah, I know you felt that 04 Utah team was never tested. We knew that was a really good Utah team, but the test really didn't come. We know this is a good BYU team. I'd like to see a, a, a better test for it than Navy and, and Army, for that matter, and, and Houston, I guess, even though they're not supposed to be all that great. I would, I would like to see this team tested more to prove actually how good it is. Worst case scenario for BYU would be for them to go eight and zero if they don't get any more games, and then get invited to a a fine bowl game against a quality opponent, and then just get just get run. That that would uh, <laughs> that would sort of cancel out. That would put an awful lot of pressure on one game to prove. To, to justify the entire season. Yeah, but aren't you, you just uh, but that 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 might be that might be what it comes down to. Are are you just right there describing how Boise State became famous? Yeah, yeah. Kick it a is kick around a bunch of never gonna bees and then play one big team a year. You might even be able to argue that BYU back in the Lavelle days uh, got to, got away with a little of that too. Uh, sure, you could you could make that argument. I I suppose they had some big wins well, in, there, I've, in there though too. I mean, they went over Miami. Yeah, they and, mixed and in. And so. Gino Toretta yeah. was pretty amazing, right? But one thing we've learned by watching Utah's uh, connection with the Pac-12 is that uh, there's a whole uh, there's a whole jump that you take from conquering a league like the Pac-12, which is not a great league, has not been a great league of late. But still, you're playing pretty solid opponents every week versus going up against the uh, the old West. Although when Utah elevated its program at TCU was mixed in there, that, it, got, it got tougher. But some of those years... This is the major complaint about BYU's national championship year is that uh, who did they play? That's what everyone says. Now, that uh, Michigan team that they beat in the Holiday Bowl was was it did. It had some injured players that made it back for that bowl game, but they they weren't they weren't tested the way you might want a, a champion to be tested. Although I'd say that team was pretty good, but uh, it's just there's all it all it does is create an argument that uh, there's no answer to the question. Not really. All right, Gordon. Let's uh, get one more clip here uh, from uh, Hanson Scotty 
Eric Weddle is going to join them every Thursday for a little NFL preview. Um, and he jumped on today and he talked about balancing retirement life with dad life. NFL season officially gets underway tonight. Uh, the reigning Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs. That seems weird to say. <laughs> the Chiefs won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Eric Weddle, kind enough to join us. Eric, you were in that division for a bunch of years. It's kind of weird to say that the Chiefs actually won a Super Bowl, man. Oh, man, I know. And, I get, you know, the first guy to call me after they did was Scally because he's the biggest <laughs> Chiefs fan. And I'm like, all these years you've been hiding your your – your allegiance because I played for the Chargers and, you know, the very the lucky times that they did ever beat us, I'd hear from you. And I'm like, listen, don't don't rub it in my face right now. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. It wasn't there. A, I, I believe there was a, didn't Alex Whittingham go and join that staff. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's uh, I think he's still like a graduate assistant. Wow. And uh, I saw him, geez, last year in San Diego, Coach Witt came down, and I think Sean Smith was still on the team. But uh, when we played there two years ago, when I was with my last year with the Ravens, I uh, saw his, his son there. So it's pretty amazing, man. He's, he's working his way up. It's pretty cool. Uh, that is cool. Hey, Scotty and I were just going back and forth, and because you have come back locally for the time being, how, how, are you enjoying the Utah weather going from 110 degrees to oh my gosh. A, a windstorm and now 40 degrees? <laughs> Listen, it, on Tuesday, it reminded me why I could never live here year round. It's, I mean, <laughs> in September, it's like 20 degrees. What in the world was I thinking? Going, I, I was miserable. I didn't even bring any sweatshirts, sweats up here because I was like, all right, okay, if we last till November, it shouldn't be too cold. I'll be okay. I was miserable, so <laughs> it was not. It wasn't a good day for us. Not a good day for us. You do have power, though, right? <laughs> because quite a few don't. Yes, we do. We do. Oh, and and it was. And well, I didn't know how to work. I thought I had the heat setting on, and obviously I didn't. In the middle of the night, we it was like got down to sixty-two degrees, and my <laughs> and my wife was like. Eric, she kept getting on. I was like, is the heater on? I'm like, yeah, babe, I said it. It's like this new fancy thing. I don't know. What happened just to the, the dial and you move it left to right? And I was, I was way wrong. So we didn't get much sleep that night. Uh, and our kids didn't either. But they had to get on their Zooms and get, get to work. So no uh, oh, rest man. for the weary. <laughs> I, I mean, Eric, this is you may want to rethink that decision because this is retirement life, man. Your wife's upset about you about the thermostat. The kids are in school. Listen, I, I know, and she knows if if it gets a little much, I might I just have to slowly sneak out of the house, and she'll see me in a couple hours, and I'll come back in a better mood. I mean, the first day of Zoom, I was just mad. I'm like, this is what I worked so hard for. This was supposed to be our time. Our kids were going to be at school from eight to you know two thirty. We're actually going to live the good life. And what are we doing? <laughs> we're glorified teachers for all four of our kids. Like this is bull crap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm laughing so hard, but it's because I've got four at home, and we're we're doing the same. And my my son is trying to go to classes, but his older sisters don't go to classes. So he's like, "I don't get it. How come they get to stay home and I have to go to class?" And it's like because I can put up with them for a few hours. I can't put up with you for a few hours. Yes. Like you have to I'm, go to class. I mean, I was blessed 
and meant for only one son. And this kid, I mean, <laughs> he can't he can't do anything on his own. He can't. He does pretty good with school. I'll give him that. But if if, if school's done, it's like, all right, Dad, let's go outside. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go ride bikes. Let's play chess. And so I'm like, Gage, I've just been a teacher for five hours. <laughs> Last thing, can I just rest for a minute? Can I just get my mind? Can I just get rid of this emotions that I have right now? Just give me, just give me a time away. I got to go hide in the house somewhere. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's uh, Eric Weddle. Uh, giving a little insight into what life is like as retired Eric Weddle. Every parent can relate to what he was just talking about. <laughs> uh, it's got to be a big, big change from NFL football player, which, as you know, of course, Gordon requires so much time and energy to full time parent during a time when kids are around the house all the time. That's that's a pretty significant lifestyle change right there. Oh, if you had the kind of success that Eric Weddle had and made the kind of money that he did, and you're retired. How old would Eric be now? Forty? No, not quite. Well, in that neighborhood. So, what would you do? What would you do for uh, the rest of your life? Hmm. I know what Austin would do. He would go on cruises and you know such. Well, but, you know, uh, Eric made a lot of money, but uh, enough that you just pack it in from here on out. Well, if he invested correctly, oh. yeah, but yeah. Oh, he could. Are you kidding me? At one point, he was the highest-paid safety in the NFL. Okay. Well, I'd do that. Nothing. Really? No, you wouldn't. Just, You'd do Jake that for I, a little while. Jake and I were just talking about this earlier today. What we what we wouldn't do to get three days of whatever, just sleeping in a dark room for three days. Right. <laughs> Isolation for just three days, just to recharge. I could, yeah, I could but, do that for three years. <laughs> Every day? Sure. Give me a no, give me a, a tropical island and a golf course, and uh, yeah, I could I could pretty much do nothing for three years, sure. And then what? I don't know. Take a nap. <laughs> yeah, because you'd be so tired. <laughs> exactly. No, I don't know. I I know some people who can relax and do nothing, and I know some people that that drives them crazy. So maybe it just depends on the way how well you know yourself. Maybe some light um, vandalism here and there. Just to, to keep the creativity juices going. But you guys have young kids, and so uh, if you if I handed uh, Austin, if I handed you twenty million dollars, uh, would 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 you would you really do nothing? Tax free? Oh, I don't know. Does it make a difference? Yeah, because taxes would be like nine million out of that twenty, wouldn't it? So. Okay, but you still got nine million. No, I'd have eleven million. Whatever, and I wouldn't. I, no, I wouldn't do nothing with eleven million. You make it twenty million, even after taxes, I'll never do another thing ever. Well, what would you do? Okay, but what? Would, do you think you would spend nine, ten million dollars if you if someone if someone handed it to you? I think I could. Well, I'd okay, give it a real that, good try. Ten million dollars is probably bringing you what? I, I would guess that's gonna that's gonna bring you just shy of a million dollars a year in return. Okay. So, are you gonna need to do something beyond just sort of watching your investment team invest your money properly? No, I'm not. 
Okay, so you could do nothing. Now, I, I don't know if what that does to my family, but me, I'm good. You're good to go. Right. I don't know if I don't know if the ten million would make a million a year. It probably might be somewhere between. It might be more like five hundred thousand. I don't or know something, if you know but, this about me, but this is way out of my league. I mean, I, I this is I can't talk uh, four commas in, in the discussion. I'm out. I can't do it. All right, coming up next, uh, we're gonna do our NFL predictions because the NFL gets started tonight. So stay tuned for that. Uh, what favorite will Gordon pick to win the Super Bowl next? Uh, uh, Chiefs. <laughs> we'll get to that. And stay tuned at five fifty. We're doing Week One of the Big Show Survivor Pool in the NFL. We'll we'll see how this goes. Will it be over in a matter of three weeks? <laughs> we'll find out. Survivor NFL Survivor Pool Week One coming up at five fifty. So stay tuned for that. But joining me now in studio from Homie, our friend Katie, and uh, you're very popular because you save our listeners a lot of money. Well, we hope so. We hope we can save buyers and sellers lots of money. If you if you buy with us, we'll we'll give you up to five thousand dollars back in closing costs, and that's. An incredible amount of money to help you buy more home for what you want. And let's dispel some some myths, because people hear the savings and they go, oh, well, okay, I'm going to be on my own the whole time and have to do everything myself. That, that couldn't be further from the truth. Exactly. Um, if you listen to Hans at all, he talks about how he had a real estate agent, Eric, um, and he was helping him throughout the whole process. Because um, Hans needs it. We make it simple for everyone, <laughs> including hands. Um, but also, if you know you're buying a home, you just get on the app, go look at the homes. If you find a home of your dreams, you click on a time that that works best for you, and. Our agent will meet you at the door, and that agent's going to be your realtor for the whole process. Homie has realtors. We are realtors. We do help you through the whole process. We, we hold your hand through the, the due diligence deadlines, through the closing and the go- negotiations. We, we help you for, through the whole process and help you make it simple and easy and affordable. Which is amazing for, I mean, we joke about Hans, but I'm in that same boat where, you know, it's, it's a different world to me. And if you can get the attention and then combine that with some of the technology and saving the money. I mean, it just seems like wins across the board. Exactly. We did a, a millennial survey um, a little while back, and over um, about 13% of millennials feel that they are comfortable buying or selling a home. Interesting. 13% is not a lot. No, it's not. So we, we're here to make it a comfortable and fun experience for you instead of one that makes you want to pull your hair out. Homie.com, best way to start. Homie.com, and of course, we have Homie Title and Homie Loans. I mean, the whole the whole thing. Uh, do yourself a favor. Check them out, Homie.com. Thank you very much, Katie. Appreciate you. you. All right, we'll have uh, NFL predictions coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Close your eyes. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The NFL season starts tonight, Gordon. How awesome is that? Talking about yeah. uh, the NFL, the uh, the season is here. Uh, you've got the Chiefs and the Texans. I think that's actually a terrific 
matchup for uh, for week number one. Uh, but uh, the NFL is going to give it a go. So we're on board, Gordo. I thought we would do uh, some picks, uh, some predictions, because you're you're famous for your accuracy when it comes to uh, two predictions. So I thought we'd uh, get some insight. Okay. From one Gordon Monson on the upcoming NFL season. Are you going to write your, your annual NFL pick'em column now that uh, Craig Thorpe <laughs> is no longer uh, writing for the trip? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. I haven't decided, although I better, I better make that quick, right? Yeah, it might be a good idea because, you know, we're doing the segment now. Yeah, but I haven't written it yet. So. Okay, well, I'm going to hold you to whoever you pick in this segment. Uh, okay. All right, whatever you say. Okay, so we're going to do NFC, AFC champs, Super Bowl champs, and uh, and then Gordon will get into some of the awards, MVP, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, and Coach of the Year. All right? Okay. And I say MVP instead of it because we're all just assuming we can all agree that it's likely an offensive player, right? Are we going division by division? No, no, no. I thought we we wouldn't get that too into the weeds. We don't have a, a million years here. So okay. let's uh, let's start with conference champs, Super Bowl champ, and then we'll get into a few of the awards, all right? Okay. Let's start off with the AFC because we all, everybody listening knows exactly who Gordon's going to pick in the AFC. So let that, that seems like a good place to start. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got the Chiefs there. Yeah, I, I thought you might. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm kind of going back and forth, Gordon. I'm definitely not picking the Chiefs. So the next choice there in the AFC seems to strongly be the Ravens. And I do like the Ravens. But I'm trying to decide if maybe there's somebody we're not thinking about. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Ravens. I think uh, Lamar Jackson takes the next step. Okay. Now, now so. to be clear, this is not for incriminating audio, right? No, no, this is just for That's fun. That's what we're doing later? No, this is just to, okay. to ridicule and tease each other about throughout the NFL season. Yes. Because picking the Chiefs <laughs> would be the wise decision if there was something that matters on the no, line No, we're here. going okay. with heart, passion, and uh, chutzpah. <laughs> well, then I'm, going <laughs> with the, then I'm going with the Tennessee Titans for the AFC Championship. You can make an argument for that. They weren't far off. I just off. did. They weren't far off last Hutzpah. year. Chutzpah. But you're making the homer pick. But I'm I'm saying it's not like you're a you're a Jags fan and just picking the Jags. I don't think they'll win their division, but they're going to win the champion the conference. Do you like Tannehill? This is my no. question for you because because that would be that would be my big holdup. Defense is really good. They just signed Jadavion Clowney. 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 Yeah. Uh, Henry obviously they is just a, signed him to a lot. Right. Well, I hope he's still hungry. I hope he doesn't go. I just got paid soft. Because I picked him in my fantasy team, so we better have a good year. Yeah, well, it's up to the offensive line, honestly. And they've got a pretty solid offensive line. Tannehill is okay there because the O-line is solid and Henry is great, but he's not. I would not have given him the four-year deal that they did. Okay, so Gordon's going with uh, the number one seed. I'm taking the Ravens, and Austin's going with the long shot. I like it. All right, uh, who are they going to be playing in the Super Bowl, Gordon, from the NFC? You go first. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not. I don't believe it's going to be the Buccaneers. I know they're kind of the the chic pick. Um, I don't think the Niners repeat because the Super Bowl loser has not had a good track record as of late. The Saints is probably what, be what the, about the Saints? They're the what easy about, pick. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing you go with them. It's not easy. Um, I think it's a scramble. 
I think you could make arguments for all kinds of teams. I don't care for this team, but I this is going to be my pick out of the NFC. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson was incredible last year, and uh, he's been consistently incredible for a while now. Uh, I, I'm going with the Seahawks. Well, I was going to go with the Seahawks, so I'll go with the Saints. You were going to go with the Saints. Don't give me that. You were totally going with the Saints all the way. No, I mean I could go. Maybe I'd do the Packers. You know. Don't let me. Don't let me shame you. You can, in fact, pick the Seahawks. I'll pick. I'll go with the Saints. I'll go with the Saints. I wonder. Uh, the The Saints are an extremely talented team, but Drew Brees. How much does he have left in the tank? He's still got some. How old's Drew now? Forty one. He's getting up there. I think he is 41, right? 40, 41. And is Alvin, really? Alvin Kamara is a little grumpy, isn't he, about his contract? That might not be good. But Michael Thomas is awesome. Has, has Drew Brees done enough to repair the damage he did with his teammates with some comments That's he made this question. offseason? It's a good question. I think that stuff matters, actually. I, I really do, but we'll see. All right, what so. What are you going with that? Who, me? Uh, well, if I went yeah. with the Tennessee Titans and don't believe it at all for the AFC, in the NFC, I might as well <laughs> go with another team I don't believe in at all and say the Dallas Cowboys. This is the year. Oh. It'll be a, a wild card matchup yeah. in the Super Bowl. Well, I'll tell you what. If, if Dak Prescott wins or even goes to the Super Bowl with the Cowboys, they're going to have to pay him like $60 million a year. <laughs> it's going to be the biggest backfire in contract negotiation history. That's the only reason I would want the Dallas Cowboys to have any success this year so that then they lose the quarterback that they shunned. Oh, they'll have to keep him at that point, which would, would be even more detrimental probably because they'd have to awesome. pay him like the best quarterback in the league by far when he's not. Yeah, I guess, yeah, true. Yeah. They would have to hold on to him, yeah. I mean, considering last year, if they would have just signed an extension, they could have had him around $30 million per year if he goes now to the Super Bowl. That's right. Oh. <laughs> It's going to be do a, a, a dirty fortune. And we saw what happened when the Ravens did that with uh, Gordon's mud hen uh, Flacco. Totally ruined the franchise for half a decade. Yep, so I, I'm ti- uh, Titans against the Cowboys. Yeah. You're nah. going Titans, Cowboys. Yeah. Gordon has uh, Chiefs, Saints. Boring. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I have uh, Seahawks, Ravens. Uh, I'll go first. Super Bowl champ, I'm taking the Ravens. Hmm. Lamar over. All right, I'll do so, I'll do something different. I'll go with the Saints. Okay. Even and though you don't believe it, although you're, you're although really, this you is, into that pick. This, this this is just off the top of my head. I mean, hang on here, hang on. I'm gonna think this through. I know because you want to pick the Chiefs. It's okay. Uh, Austin, are you taking your Titans? No, no, I'm not crazy. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win the, the Super Cowboys, Bowl. I'm, not, I'm no fool. Jerry and the Cowboys win it all. None of this will happen. I, I, I'm going. I'm going with the. I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I repeat. Yep. You know this doesn't matter, right? Like no one's going to be like, you shouldn't be on radio if you pick this. Well, no, it's it's. I don't. I, well, like that would matter. <laughs> no, I I believe this is Gordon's pick, one hundred percent. I know. So why not have a little? Who, fun who with was it? the Korean baseball team he picked? 
The heroes? Yeah, no, no that was you. me. He was the the, the bears. Giants. Who were the, the bears? They the bears, were the bears yeah. who just happened to, to win the league the year before. Someone asked us a couple days ago for an update on that. Didn't league, we give a way. final update? I won. We did. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, that. my team took like second no, or something. It's and still it was, going. No. It was still going. It was that, was, that was an update. <laughs> Didn't we give a final update? Oh, yeah, I happened to be winning at the time. Yeah, uh, I don't think see. so. Stand How's me. Samsung doing? Nah, they don't. I think they've been uh, allegated. What's that when you get kicked relegated? out of the league? Relegated. Yeah. Uh, Kiwoom <laughs> is in third. Doosan is in fourth, three games back of me. And <laughs> Samsung's. Oh, wait, wait, wait. How many games back? No, four. You're four games. No, two and a half. Dang it. Bad, bad math here. Two and a half games back of me. Not that this matters anyway. Back to the NFL. Back to the NFL. MVP. Gordon, who's your MVP? Patrick Mahomes. God, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Or we could have we could have just left Gordon out of the conversation and made his picks for him. I'm pretty much over here making farting noises to try and get some entertainment going. I'm going with Russell Russell Wilson MVP. That's that's a good pick. That's a good pick, Jake, for someone that's going to lose, but it's a good pick. And I'll go with recently cut Josh Rosen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I will take Lamar Jackson to repeat. To repeat. All right. More creative pick, even though it's a repeat, still a more creative pick it's, than Patrick It's a longer Mahomes. shot, yeah. Uh, well, somebody has to be the voice of reason around here on these picks. All right, let's go uh, defensive player of the year. Austin, do you want to start on this one? God, I, he's, he's too old, J.J. Watt, but I feel like he's got the fire burning a little stronger, and he's really the only thing outside Deshaun Watson going for that team, but I'm not going to go with J.J. Watt. I'm actually going to go with the guy that I've just this second spaced his name for the Rams. The the tackle. Don, is it Donald? What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah. Aaron Donald. Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Thank you. Yes, that's the guy. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Nick Bosa there Ooh, like with uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Similar political taste to you as well there, Jake. So. Really? Is he into politics? No, yeah, but not anything near what you are. Really? He's very right. Oh, is he? Is I was he just right? trying to make a joke. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I'm just asking. Yeah. Please joke He's away. Right. I just didn't get the joke. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's fine. That's, uh, that's fine. Uh, Gordon, defensive player of the year. Oh, man. Not an easy one. I think I will go with J.J. Watt. I'll go with J.J. Watt. Yeah. Now, uh, coach of the year, Gordon. I'm, I'm gonna. I I have in mind who I think that that you will pick. But oh, well, let's go to Austin first on this. For coach of the year. <laughs> coach of the year. Oh God, uh, I'll go with uh, Zimmer in Minnesota. Wow, kind of a long shot there. Uh, I'll go. Well, actually, Gordon, I'll go last because uh, I know that my pick is not going to be yours. So. All right, I'll go with Andy Reid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chiefs. Vince Lombardi wasn't available, so I'll go with Andy Reid. Chiefs repeat. Mahomes MVP. <laughs> Andy Reid, coach of the year. Bill, <laughs> Bill Walsh, not not around. So um, I am going to go with Bill Belichick because I think the Patriots will win just enough to get into the playoffs, and that will be the big the story is that uh, Belichick can coach without Brady and uh-huh. all the, the easily swayed media will all vote for Belichick. Wait, now who, who will see more success, uh, Tom or Bill? Uh, the Bucks will have a better season. 
but I think the I think Bilicek, uh sheer will will uh, uh, limp that team into the playoffs. Plus, if no. you've seen that horrible division, somehow he'll feel uh, figure out a way to win it again. Bill has created enough uh, animosity through the year, all those years of winning, not to win it now. When he doesn't win. Oh, are you kidding? If if Tom leaves and he still gets the Patriots to the to the playoffs, everybody will be falling all over themselves giving giving him credit. <laughs> you think so? Oh yeah. Hmm. All right, Andy Reid. <laughs> he's he's the best coach. He and Belichick are the best coaches in the league. Come on. This is why we tease you about picking all the number one seeds in the NCAA tournament. It's true. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with that? What do you mean, what are you supposed to do with that? Well, am I supposed to ignore it because it's true? Because I don't want it to be boring? Yeah, you're supposed to think outside the box once in a while. (laughs) Uh, I picked who I thought was going to win. Uh, I know. You and everybody else think they're going to win. I I know. So you want me to make a bad choice just to be colorful? Well, how... Hey, I take that personally. Not to be be colorful, to to, to, to be different once. Well, I did that when I picked the Texans, and how'd that work? Remember, the Texans were like the favorite that year. (laughs) Randomly, they were the favorite that year. Austin is shaking his head. Yes, no, No, they weren't. Yes, no, they weren't. Gary Kubiak was there, and and Matt Schaub somehow had a good season, and they had a good. uh, Who was the who was the running back on that team? Who was randomly awesome, Uh, uh, and they had the best receiver in the league, Arian Foster. Arian Foster, Calvin Johnson, not Calvin Johnson, the other Johnson, uh, Andre Johnson, Andre Johnson. Yep. They were absolutely like the favorites. <laughs> they weren't favorites. Them. They were dark horses that year. They were. I mean, they were. They were considered to be in the running, but they weren't the absolute favorite. Come on. <laughs> and I remember you kept picking the Colts over and over again with Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> like six uh, years running, yeah, picking the Colts every every guilty. single year. Guilty as charged on that one. It got to the point of hilarity. Really, it did. But uh, yeah, well, they were they were a good team at that time, Gordon. They were a good team. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll get to more coming up next. Sam Amick at four, Jay Hill at five, and uh, we'll start our survivor pool at five fifty. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone is the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding members forward for over eighty years on ninety-seven five twelve eighty. The zone in the Zone Sports Network. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Sam Amick coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, coming up next. Get his thoughts on uh, what's going on down there in the NBA bubble as the playoffs heat up. But right now it's time uh, to put somebody else on the list. It's Austin's list. We do this a couple times a week. Austin, uh, he, uh, if you make Austin's list, it's not a good thing for you. Uh, as he Austin has an enemy's list, if that's what we want to call it, and uh, isn't shy to put somebody on it. Yeah, but it's still a badge of honor. 
I, I agree because I'm on that list. <laughs> so that's because you disagreed with the I, list. I did disagree with the list. All right, who are we putting on the list today? Uh, this will not be a badge of honor, Gordon. I think you'll take that back. Skip Bayless is on the list. I'm amazed it took this long for him to get on the list. I was going to play the audio of what he said. I decided against it because I I don't need more people to hear. What, what filth came out of his mouth in this regard. But essentially, Dak Prescott came out and said openly, publicly, that he went through a real dark period of bad, deep depression uh, after his, during his COVID-19 experience and in regards to his, his brother's passing and said that that had him in a bad place this offseason. It took a lot to work through it, and he's still working through it. And it takes guts and, and bravery and stones of, and I don't care what what uh, what uh, uh, sex you are, but it takes a lot of stones to come out publicly and say, "I am struggling. I need help. I need love. I need uh, support." And that's what Dak Prescott did. And Skip Bayless went on national television today and ridiculed him for being mentally weak, and that you, as the leader of America's team, need to be able to rally and be a, be- a better leader and a more strong uh, face of leadership uh, and be, be me- mentally stronger than that. And that's absolutely disgusting to me, and I think that it should be met with strong and swift punishment. Because as Scotty G even tweeted out, he wouldn't be saying this if Dak Prescott was saying, I'm having a hard time coming back from uh, my ACL injury. He's saying, I'm having a hard time coming back from a real bad thing that happened to me and my family, and I need a little more patience and love from people. And Skip Bayless, the caveman, is saying, be mentally tougher. Rub some dirt on it and get out there and lead this team. I, uh... Yeah, I get I, I get that his his career has been built on the hot take, so to speak, and being somewhat of a contrarian. But uh, where's the limit to that? Yes, uh, that's uh, I did not hear uh, with my own ears what he said. But uh, if that's his position, Austin, then shame on him. Shame on him. Mental illness is is just like any other kind of illness. And to belittle it and say that, uh, come on, uh, uh, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and move forward with it is just flat ignorant. All right, uh, joining us now in studio, Sam Amick will join us coming up next, but our friend Katie from Homie is here, and uh, you can help uh, all sorts of our listeners, buying, selling, refinancing. I mean, you guys do a little bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. We we can help you if you're getting ready to buy. Download the app today. Um, you can see over 4,000 homes. It's not just homey homes that are on our app. It's all homes on the MLS in Utah. So we, you, we can show you whatever home you're looking for. You can set your parameters for what you're looking for. Our agents will come and um, meet you at the door and help you tour through the house and help you through the whole process. They're focused on you and on what you want and not high commissions because they don't get paid by commissions. So that's the, the beauty of this is it's a not pressure way to buy a home. You're not being pressured into something that you're not ready for. Um, and we can help you sell a home um, using code promo code HANDS. Today you get $500 off your listing. Um, so we'll help you save even on top of the savings yeah, that you get huge. with us. Yeah, um, And, you know, if you're looking to refinance, rates are at an all-time low still. It's a great time to refinance. I just refinanced to a 20-year instead of a 30-year. 
shaved um, 10 years off my loan and was able to save over $100,000 in interest. Yeah, that's a ton of money. What are you seeing the most of right now? Because things are kind of wild. Are you seeing everything, or is there one more than the other? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of refinancing right now um, and a lot of buyers right now. It's a really hot buyer market. We have more homes under contract that are currently like on the market. Wow. So only, we have, I think, 6,000 homes under contract here in Utah and about 4,000 um, that are active for sale. That's amazing. So lots of buyers looking to, to get into their home before winter. All right. If you want that $500 off, promo code HANTS when you go to homey.com. Thank you very much, Katie. Thank you. All right. More Big Show. Sam Amick next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.